Welcome, friends. This is Spark My Muse, and I am your host, Lisa Colon-Delay. Today I'm featuring a friend of mine, Heidi Barr. She is a former Spark My Muse guest. Today I'm featuring something from Homebound Publications, her work of poetry called Slouching Towards Radiance, A Day in the Life of You, Me, and God. Here's a little bit of background on Heidi. She is the author of 12 Tiny Things, Woodland Manitou, Cold Spring Hallelujah, What Comes Next, and Prairie Grown. She is also the editor of The Mindful Kitchen, and she works as a wellness coach and occasionally coordinates with yoga teachers and organic farms to offer retreat experiences. A commitment to cultivating ways of being that are life-giving and sustainable for people, communities, and the planet provides the foundation for her work. Heidi studied health and wellness at Luther College and has a Master of Arts degree from Luther Seminary in Faith and Health Ministries. She lives in Minnesota with her family, where they tend a large vegetable garden, explore nature, and do their best to live simply. You can find more about Heidi at HeidiBar.com. In this work, Slouching Towards Radiance, Heidi moves through the whole day. She begins at dawn. And here is the layout of the book. There's an introduction, then the first section is dawn, reflections and ruminations, then high noon, heart advice and suggestions, mid-afternoon, storms and surrender, golden hour, blessings and invitations, dusk, on solitude and keeping company, and then finally some parting words. Also included is very colorful art by Emily Anderson. In part of the introduction, Heidi says, any day has the potential to remind us that something like God might just be in our midst, despite everything. She says the book is part unsolicited advice, part musing, part blessing, but most of all, it's a call to show up in the way that works best for you. Now, there are many poems in this book, and I'm only going to take bits and pieces from here and there, and I really hope you pick it up and let it be a companion with you throughout your day. Also realizing that Heidi is really a child of the earth, a poet of the earth, in a kind of experiential, mystical sense. And this is a very beautiful and grounding type of poetry to read and experience. And so one of the best ways I find to read her poetry is outside. I think you would like that too. On page four, she writes the poem Reclamation. What if you dropped into your life like raindrops to a thirsty earth, a return of life force, awakening, refreshment, the arrival of just enough abundance to permeate your pores, claiming you as an unfolded map, claiming you as one of the wild, claiming you as yourself. And then on page 13, Chasing Happiness. There's this thing that happens. Maybe you know it. When you put contentment under condition, when I'll be happy as soon as shows up regularly in the ongoing conversation you have with yourself. It feels a little like chasing something that's just out of reach, that's just far enough ahead to keep you running. 
Chasing Happiness Part 2. What if happiness isn't on the mountaintop at the end of the rainbow or around the next corner? What if happiness is between gasps of air on the mountain trail, even if you don't make it to the top? What if happiness is the calm inside the storm, even when dark skies never let up? What if happiness is leaning into uncertainty of the mythic unknown, even dark corners, places to find joy? What if happiness isn't what you've been chasing? What if that thing you want so much has been chasing you? I'll just pause for a moment here and say it is not a coincidence if you think that Heidi sounds like Mary Oliver. She seems like a kind of poetic descendant of Mary Oliver, and that's not an accident. On page 22, she actually goes into a poem that speaks about what she's learned from Mary, and I'll let that be a sweet surprise for you when you get the book for yourself. Here is something that Heidi has written on silence, page 24. What I have learned from listening, silence has a lot to say. Pine trees and wind have perfected the urgent whispered dialogue. Rushing water makes everything stop and pay attention. Winter and summer would speak the same language with different accents. Words not spoken wield more power than we think. Intentional words whispered softly have more value than thoughtless words shouted from rooftops. I'm just going to pause here for a second to say that I'm really excited to be featuring Heidi later on when her new book comes out, which is called Collisions of Earth and Sky, Connecting with Nature for Nourishment, Reflection, and Transformation. This is coming out with Broadleaf Books early next year. Very excited. I got a chance to read it early because I got the opportunity to endorse it and I'm blown away. It's really going to be wonderful and I would love to have Heidi in conversation on this. So we do plan that. A theme related in this book is about Heidi being a quiet person and coming into herself in not any kind of shame about that, even though that is really not very valued in our culture. What is valued is being extroverted and speaking up and chiming out. And she really attends to this in this book. And I think it's quite beautiful and, and quite insightful. Page 30 is where skin meets air. Life is found in warm fires, days with snow or sunshine, sometimes both. Memories of humid summer nights lying on prickly grass as lightning bugs blink on and off. Spring melt gushing. Hoar frost softening rusty fences. Tiny pulses of light shining through cracked pots. Remembering that gratitude is one of those things you can be good at if you put your mind to it. Remembering that it's okay to be sad or angry or anxious, even if you're good at gratitude. Accepting silence as a worthy partner for making peace with unfathomable things and in embracing the uncertainty that comes with putting faith in seeds and breath 
and skin meeting air. The next poem I'm going to read is from page 58, Practice Wisdom. Give silence enough room to expand so those old temptresses of growth, productivity, and worthiness don't run away with your peace. Seek out practice wisdom in all its messy, uncomfortable nuances. Sometimes voices in old, tired stories need to fade, so new chapters have room to bloom. This one from page 62 is called Faith. Believe in the gathering of bone and butterfly, the reassurance of a joyful hallelujah, the sacred life of stones. Believe in the peaceful offering of river to land, water freely given, intent on following a timeless path. Believe in the power of deep listening, healing, found in a shared meal, a kind word boldly spoken aloud. Believe in things that invite aliveness, question what takes it away, allowing what needs to fade to do so with grace. I'm just going to pause for a moment here and talk about this idea of faith and grace. This last line, believing in things that invite aliveness, question what takes it away, allowing what needs to fade to do so with grace, and how this is an act of faith in a life that includes faith. And faith is something that we walk into, a place of obscurity that we do not know everything about. If we're honest with each other, we know that all the things we most deeply believe in take some amount of faith because there is some amount of uncertainty or perhaps a great amount of it. On page 79, Heidi brings us the poem called Weeping Rock. I come upon you, early one, morning, quick walk on an old trail before other things claimed the day's time. Before today, I'd never noticed your tears, but today I saw them streaming down your mossy cheeks dripping tiny rivers of silvery light on stone-strewn ground seeping through cracks from places unseen somewhere deeper my tentative hands seek moisture hesitation giving way to your wetness cooling my skin a sacral dampness showing me grief can't be rushed sadness isn't a thing to escape tears, no matter their origin, must be acknowledged, felt, held by those who do the tending, by those who hold space for underland parts of us, which may always be weeping. There are about 140-something pages in this book of poetry, a veritable feast, and something to be enjoyed and savored. Belonging, if you can only be sure of one thing, be sure of how your presence here on earth is essential. Nothing would be the same if your thread 
wasn't woven deep into this tapestry woven over millennia by the synergies that make life possible on this fair planet earth fire water air meet in space and across time to tell the story of your worth that you matter that that's the part of the story to focus on hard days will still be heard but you are woven deep into something bigger than yourself something that wouldn't exist if your thread wasn't there something that always remains true even if those hard days stack up the world may be an uncertain place but your place in it isn't you matter your place is here that was from page 91 the final one i'll read is called slouching toward radiance which is also the title of this poetry book slouching toward radiance may you allow yourself all sorts of feelings even if they aren't defined by sunbursts may light and dark both find a home in your days may you gift yourself simple gestures of respect the kind that result in love encouraging sparkle and shadow to fall together toward radiance I just love that encouraging sparkle and shadow to fall together toward radiance and isn't that a great picture of the human experience in Heidi Barr's parting words towards the end she writes a few paragraphs I want to read a portion of those to you and you will understand how dear Heidi's heart is she writes Zora Neale Hurston said that there are some years that pose questions and some years that provide answers. For most of us, the question years far outnumber those that answer. It can be tough to discern what sort of year it's been until decades later, because some questions take an awfully long time to answer. Answers are often quite different than we want them to be. Answers sometimes come in the form of another question. However you are feeling here on the cusp of whatever is next, know this, you are not defined by what has happened to you or what you have achieved. You are not your trauma or even your successes. Those things have plenty of impact on your life, but they are not the core of who you are. You are a human being full of nuance and light and shadow and pain and healing, something hard to define with spoken language. You are a part of the Earth's body, part of the human collective, part of a mystical universe experiencing life on a planet of blood and bone and soil. Look at what has come to pass, see it through the lens of curiosity, and set it down gently. Allow whatever parts of it you can to provide nourishment. Identify what's within your control and acknowledge what's not. Use the strengths that you have in the aspects of your life where you have agency to cultivate the conditions you most need in order to thrive and to help others to do the same. Let the blood, bone, and soil of your human life provide a foundation for your spirit as you keep on slouching toward a radiant sky. We're in this together this day and always and that's a beautiful way to end this episode featuring featuring poet 
and writer Heidi Barr, and her dazzling book of poetry, Slouching Toward Radiance, A Day in the Life of You, Me, and God. I suggest that you purchase a copy and enjoy it in all its marvels and enjoy the beautiful art there by Emily Anderson. I thank you for coming along with me today as we discover some of this poetry together. Thank you, Heidi, for your work and for your heart. Blessing and peace to all of you.